If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Oliver Scott with me here this morning. How are you, Oliver? I'm all right, Alan. How are you? Oliver's raising the cultural tone. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wearing a tie. And by wearing a tie. And uh, <laughs> not wearing a tie. Keeping it well down, Marcus. It's uh, Ty Papula. How are you, T? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. So, her radio cap. I was going to not wear. You? I was going to wear not a hat in protest today. But... Really? <laughs> that bad? I was feeling that. I'm talking to you, I'm slightly distracted because I'm assembling so my, my cut-out Arsene Wenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone was at the Emirates last night for the uh, uh, debacle against Monaco, but if you bought the Match Day programme, you got a pop-out, stand-up, cardboard Arsene Wenger figure. What other club would think of that? And <laughs> I have been racking my brains, <laughs> trying to think of a great manager, past or present, who would have accepted or allowed such a thing to happen. I can only think that, I've been looking at him now, we will post a photo of him on the Twitter feed. I can only think that um, Wenger didn't know that the, the, pro, the programme was going to include a pop-out, stand-up, cardboard arse Wenger <laughs> figure. It's... Um... But on the night when you're, you know, you are humiliated it's by... Tall, it's taller than Sandy <laughs> By Monaco. Yeah, it's life size. So, I'm, uh, Big Simon was there last night. It was unusual to see him. And then he did say, does it come with a, a zip-up coat? That <laughs> 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 was a reasonable question. And then Keith went into quite a long rant about other managers they might do. You know, pop out Harry Redknapp with loads of cash coming out of yeah. his pockets. And... <laughs> Pop out Jose Mourinho poking a pop out Tito Villanova in the eye. <laughs> but yeah, it's about eight inches tall. Um, it's got a little cardboard base. It's a picture of Arsene in a fine bespoke suit, smiling, with his hands on his hips, ready for uh, the post match press conference. <laughs> and it fell out the match day programme. And really, you know, Bill Shankly, I don't think, George Graham, I can't imagine. Uh, Don Reavy, you must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Clough, uh, really, I, and I, and I started to think about it, and I thought, is this it now? Is it, this is really is the cult of the manager at our club, mm. and he's a great manager and he's a great man. But we are now. We watched last night a, re- a repetition. It's like watching a record going round and round in a turntable, mm. and the needles just bumping against the middle now. <laughs> 
We have got to the end of the LP and no one, <laughs> no one can take it off the turntable. Because, I mean, really, if you're the Monaco coach, I didn't even know he was the bloke, I'd never heard of him. But if you're that guy, you think, how are we going to beat Arsenal? Well, let's get down a few, let's get a few DVDs of how people have beaten them in the last few years because they will play exactly the same, in the same way. And make the same. Just keep it nice and tight. And then they'll give you a chance. Get through the first ten minutes. Get through the first seven minutes where the crowd all. Because last time we had a seven-minute burst, as you remember, was Manchester United. At yes, <laughs> yeah. I do remember. Yeah, and we all had flags. Didn't we all we? had flags. And then uh, so a, Tottenham fans had a lot of fun on the internet. And why wouldn't you? And saying you know for sale, sixty thousand flags only used for seven minutes. <laughs> And we had a seven-minute burst last night where um, Welbeck missed after two minutes. Welbeck, I thought he was going to score there. He got in and just blazed it over the bar. Lovely turn. I mean, I, I, I think I read this morning that the left-back was 17, second really? or third game. Yeah, they, they, they were under strength, Monaco. They were under strength, players missing, yeah. right-back playing in centre midfield and all this sort of thing. And uh, they, like, they were expecting a chasing, a proper chasing off the Arsenal. A bit like us in 2006 <laughs> in the Champions League, actually, come to think of it, with a makeshift, with a yeah. makeshift back. The thing court. is, when you're under strength, you know what you're going to do. Everyone's going to help each other out, especially help the kids, back each other up, work together and see if we can get out of here with something. And when you're under That's all. They, they knew what their plan was. When you're under strength, you know what Arsenal are going to do as well, like you said. So we had that chance. I think um, Gibbs put one in. Um, almost straight away, and then Sanchez had a chance. Is that right? Local Cazorla had a chance. So that was us for that was seven minutes. Giroud was... had a poke, didn't he? Yeah, one of his first five or six misses well, we'll, <laughs> in the first half. We'll come to, we'll come to an Hector pinged one into him and he stabbed it wide, yeah. and it brought back memories of his early games for the Arsenal. I couldn't understand Giroud. Let's start with Giroud. Start with... I couldn't really understand what was happening with him because I felt as though everything had been going so well of late. Chances have been going in left, right and centre quite yeah. comfortably. A couple of goals against Middlesbrough just stroked in effortlessly, mm. with, you know, with his, obviously with his left foot as opposed to the two that fell on his right foot last night. But the goal against Palace was on his, on his right, wasn't it? And mm. he just stabbed that in. It was his left. It was his left anyway, he stabbed it in easily, left, didn't he? Yeah. No, no trouble. But do you not think, I mean, it was obviously his... Is it in his head that it was a French opposition? That's it was a big game say. in France that yeah. they knew him from his time in, in league? Uh, He's and, not uh, the and most the, comfortable. Uh, it, was, it was his week to do the, you know... The, the, it's your time, Olivier. It was, no, but it was his week to do the interviews and so on. So you're always a little bit uneasy. I mean, the interview that he did before, and I'm, you know... It sits a little bit uneasy. Whenever anyone starts picking themselves up, I mean, Nasri made a fool of himself doing exactly the same thing. We're not afraid of Barcelona. Right. Well, you should well, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was kind of his week. He's he's a he's a kind of unwelcome. He's, he doesn't enjoy the spotlight as some as some might, despite his uh, his looks and the rest of it. So he's doing a lot of talking beforehand. It's in France. I mean, it's against, against French, French teams. No, I missed all well. this. What did he say? He was like he was saying, you know, he was stung. He's stung when he hears criticism of uh, that Arsenal don't have a great striker, um, and he was picking himself up or at least defending himself. Is he, anyway. or was he just he was, answering questions? That too, but you know, you're in. The, you're as I say, it's his time and it's, it's his week to do the you know the Champions League kind of. It's probably a bit stuff like, that he has to do the the the, the press stuff. So he's talking, right? You don't, you, don't, you don't want him to. You just want to get on with it. So he's talking. He's got a Monaco, a team that know him well. He's playing. You know, he's got uh, the eyes of a uh, the eyes of a nation that he knows who's yeah. trying to impress. And maybe all that got into his head because you know that was a very very public kind of meltdown and very old school Giroud on on, on, on like, the biggest stage. Um, a bit like Ozil against Bayern Munich last year. You know, the same sort of pressure when you took that penalty. 
penalty, didn't he? And it's like, you just feel like, oh, you're the German guy against the German team. Maybe the pressure is just, you know, you need to, you need to kind of have a bit of perspective, which he obviously doesn't seem to have. What you also need to have, which is another thing, which we, I mean, we were talking about this last night, is that you need to have a lot more balls about you uh, than to actually be able to to soak up that kind of pressure and to have that kind of I'll tell you what though, T, the first one goes in, he gets a hat trick last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I feel that there's a fragility about him. Yeah. When it doesn't go well, it suddenly starts to doubt himself. And then the, the misses just got worse yeah, and worse. Yeah. And the first two were half chances, really. One fell quickly on his right foot and he got it towards the goal, but wide. The next one was a sort of a volley chance. Didn't show enough ambition he- to really, really get there. I got really annoyed about the header. The ones in the second yeah. half were bizarre. That header was There's a, a beautiful clear ball header. in from Cazorla. He's got up, he's there, he's not. There's a free header. Mm. He must have done this a thousand times in training sessions in his career, probably since he was 15. Yeah. Just glance that across, just glance it, and you might go over the bar, it might drift wide. It was but horribly wide. He got wide. much too much of a contact and put it 15 yards out in the wrong direction. I mean, weirdly. Mm. And you think, oh no! And he, and he really, you could see Özil and Kazola furious. Yeah, well, Özil makes a big display of dis- discontent when anyone else makes a mistake, which is not a great characteristic. And they, they were livid because that's the, there's there it is for you. There's your goal. And then the one that he put over the bar from six yards, he just snatched at that, and mm. to get hooked after an hour yeah, by the yeah. French manager on French TV playing yeah. against the French team after you've had French media questions all week. I don't know where he is tonight, under his bed probably. <laughs> I mean, that all went wrong. The whole, the edifice of Giroud collapsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a building coming down in front of us that is carefully, and, and they've, they've nurtured him yeah, through the last yeah. two seasons with this fragile, nervous man, despite his robustness and his mm. physical perfection and his enormous penis. <laughs> they have nurtured him through and helped him like a little child to the point where you are the number nine at Arsenal, you are first choice, you're ahead of Podolsky, who's been loaned out, you're ahead of Sonogo, you've sold everyone else. You're making a Welbeck plan. Danny Welbeck's been pushed wide, Sanchez Mm. can't do it, you are the man, you are the man, we've always thought of you as a seven out of ten centre four, but you have worked your way up to an eight, and you are not missing anything now, Mm. and you got your 50th goal in a hundred and something games, and the last 20 have come in 25, I mean, you know, he's he's free scoring and confident, and he just collapsed in front of us in a way that was alarming and got hooked with half an hour to go. But don't you think that is a very much, you know, we've talked about the fragility before, but that is very much a characteristic of most of the Arsene Wenger's type player. I mean, I was saying this to you uh, a lot yesterday. It's something that's been staying with me for a little bit. This, fragi- this fragility is always there. You know, someone said to me this morning that Ozil was no doubt crying at least once a week in the showers. Since he <laughs> since he's come to Arsenal, that kind of the kind of player who in a, on a big stage fall apart. This doesn't happen to this doesn't happen to Chelsea players. This doesn't happen mm. to Man City players. It I'm happens to sure Arsenal players all the right time. Not sure that's right about Özil. I think Özil wanted the ball all night. He wanted the ball all night long. Mm. He got on the ball. Didn't get all much night movement long. in front of him. He's trying all night long. Him and Kazola, they both wanted it all night. They were looking for the ball all night. They wanted to do it. These are top draw players. This is the highest level in club football, and they wanted to do it on the night. And they looked up and there's a forest of blue shirts. Here's a team mm, who really, you know, they've let him one goal in six. Their whole 
raison d'etre, that's French, <laughs> <laughs> is to not concede and get off the field at the end of the game. You start with a point, the old Don Howe, yeah. and they and they, and they couldn't find well, a way through. That's true. I mean, they were yeah, they were fantastic. I mean, they were huge as well. I mean, we'll get onto Condogbia. Condogbia, well. yeah. holy oh, moly! About five minutes in, boom! I'd be looking in my program. Stone is going at me. I don't know why you buy that rubbish. Because I, I like to know we're playing against. And look at that kid! Bang! He's won yeah, it again. Yeah. And then I read in the paper, and I read I read the old bollocks and the. <laughs> Entrance all of the tube, and uh, and it said Condogbia won the ball back thirteen times more than any other player. He's big, he's strong, he's six two or something. He can pass it, and I'm, all last summer we were talking about we need someone big, strong, powerful, and centre mid. And his name came up. We'd never heard of him. He was at Seville last year. We'd mm. never heard of him. We'd never heard of him. Five minutes in, we thought, who's that? And it turned out, it caught, oh. we, uh, we, we, we were laughing about it afterwards. When they won the World Cup, the Under-20 World Cup, when that tournament, uh, he dovetailed neatly. <laughs> yeah. We like that phrase. Always. <laughs> he dovetailed neatly with uh, the already legendary Paul Pogba, you know, who's got an £80 million buyout. Yeah. He'll, he'll spend his life almost not playing for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, he's the one. entire career. Was the, you know, it's like Ailey's Comet. He'll come round every now and then. <laughs> Like Raphael Varane, you know, mm. the ones who should have been at Arsenal. Villa. <laughs> they come, there he yeah. goes again, there's Pogba, 80 million. At what point, <laughs> at what point before the end of 2015 are we going to hear, we've known about him for some time. Yeah. <laughs> we've known about him for some time. We knew about Angel Di Maria, Petice, Ibrahimovic, Yaya Toure, Cristiano Ronaldo. We signed Nicholas Bender, <laughs> Denilson, <laughs> Carlos Vela, Juru, Senderos, Ibuwe. <laughs> You know, we knew about those teenagers, and we signed those teenagers. Petr Cech, Alex Manninger. <laughs> hey, no, Manninger's all right. Manninger's all right, but he really did have a meltdown in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't have the... He wasn't stable. But I'm, I guess I was talk, I'm, I'm talking kind of generally um, about about the kind of players on the, and the kind of occasion that we, the, that, that we seem to have. Well, because you, listen, what I think is this, right? I know, what you mean, I know exactly what you mean. When the, tough, when the going gets tough, our lot look at the grass and can't wait to get off. And that is the, that's the general feeling of the last 15 minutes last night was, come on, mm. you've got to get a goal here or we're going out. It's not even half time yet. I know you're two down, but it's not yet even half time in the tie. So stop looking at the ground and feeling sorry for yourselves. Get after that ball and try and get one. And they did, and then they blew it again. But the thing was, they didn't go at it with their normal pace and gung-ho, and the passing was too slow, and you're thinking, what's going on? And they seemed nervous about conceding. And then they did concede anyway. Condogbia <laughs> blasted one. I mean, what a hit no that was. No one closed it down. He had acres of space around him. We could see he was lining up to shoot about five minutes before he detonated it, and he aimed basically for the centre of the goal. I think it would have gone through Ospina's head and left <laughs> a, you know, a cartoon football-sized hole in him. Until As opposed to the cartoon footballness <laughs> of Spina in the first place. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bizarre goal, wasn't it? Because it's going towards Murtasaka. Now, either head that, mm. get in the way of that, or get out of the get way of it. And he couldn't, it seemed to me, decide. And there's always been a little question mark. We Steve love, Bruce we love breaks his nose, Steve Bruce you breaks his nose again. You've got to head that he? ball. You must. Mm. You've got to put your head in the way of that ball. You're six foot six, it's coming straight at you. Or just put your hand up. And take a yellow, but do not let it flick off your shoulder. We cannot concede in this game. We cannot. It's going to be almost impossible to score in this match. You've got to get in the way of that or get out of the way. It was a weird one. So he sort of half got out of the way. It flipped off his shoulder. And then Ospina sat on his ass. I thought even as it's changing direction. Throw a little arm out. <laughs> when you're smiling. 
<laughs> and it went right in the middle of the goal. <laughs> I mean, he didn't move. He didn't move at all. Move I never much. like it. Um, I never like it when a goalie just falls backwards. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know that one when they just yeah, got their yeah. hands out like that. It it, it never kind of looks right. <laughs> it's, it's harsh and it's an aesthetic thing, and I'm just being a dick. But those kind of things bother me. It bothered me that it, it wasn't even a sort of a, an arm thrown out to try anyway. a token. A token. It like was deflected effort. past him. It was a yeah, nightmare yeah. moment. But it's a but preventable then, goal because then, you can stop the guy shooting. Even then, it's one nil, right? So why ten minutes in the second half are we picked off on the break? On the you know that's the kind of goal that um, that you get that Man United get against us in the eighty seventh minute when we're chasing it. It's one nil. It's mm. it's 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 a quarter of a way through the tie. Yeah. We're ten minutes into the second it's half. Sanchez, hour, this is a three hour football match. Sanchez has lost the ball down on the right. He's chased back. Pers come up to try and intercept it, and he's out on the right wing. The right wing. Yeah. And then we're two against one. And one of the one is Berbatov. <laughs> yeah. We, I, could, I mean, Keith could have got out the stand. Keith could have got out the stand, got on the pitch, <laughs> right, and caught him up, I reckon. I, reckon. And he probably, and he, I think he, wa- he wanted to do when crossed the ball. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> when the ball went in. It was, uh, the only, if you've got to take anything from the game, I mean, to get back to an incandescent Dover, yeah. it's something to behold. Him and Simon, you left him and Simon behind. But how ch- we can, away. how we can, oh, I don't even know. You're, but that second know, one was a crap record myself. Come on, you can't get picked off on the break. And like you say, it's early in the tie. We were only one down. They've had a deflected shot. They've had a bit of luck. We need to pick our game up, mm. get out of this with at least a 1-1. 1-1's all right. That means you have to win in Monaco. That's not a, ca- a ca- catastrophe because no. they're not. They're nothing special. It's almost like they decided to take their time. You know, it's the Champions League. We'll take our time, so we're going to pass it around the back. Taking their time, mistaking that for playing too slowly. Right? That's what we're doing in the first half. And then reverted to again, proper head-losing-it moment reverted back to kind of old school Arsenal chasing it's the game again who's, 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 who's making them stop you hear who's the coming out saying, who's the manager you hear the manager saying oh we didn't defend with our brains we, we didn't mm. play with our hearts we, we, was, we were naive and think, oh, come on Arsenal you send them out there mate your, they're your team mm. and, and they keep making these same errors and getting caught out high up the pitch and getting exposed on the break and we've seen it so many times You've got to address this. I mean, really, Monaco, it was always going to be cagey. Yeah. And you've, they've got to know, have they had a team meeting? Well, they say, no, in the event that it's nil one Yeah, this is what you do. It's the first half, OK? Don't panic. Don't go mad. Don't get caught. On, if 2 nil is bad, 1 nil is OK. That conversation never happened. Never happened. Almost definitely. <laughs> we talked about it after the game. You feel as though, still, even now, that we think that we are going to boss every game. And we go out to get the ball and play regardless of the opposition. And you have to have a plan for what a team the... that's going to stifle you in their own half. One of the reasons not. why, I mean, Cazorla was absolutely shattered by the end. And, I mean, the midfield that we set up with yesterday, I mean, literally was dwarfed by, by them. Because we talked about how huge they were. Mm. We couldn't, I mean, we couldn't, get out, we couldn't get out of the ball. We couldn't, we couldn't find any kind of space. Well, it's the first time we've had the ball that much for a while as well. Because... They came to play how we've decided to start playing against people, and we were at home, and the crowd are, you know, the crowd are, are baying, as it were, for, for for goals, and they kind of soaked it up. But uh, and Cazorla and someone was just buffeted. Do you know what I mean? They couldn't, they couldn't compete with them physically, yeah, well, yeah, and there was a real. Problem well, it went their way. way. It went the way they wanted it to go, didn't it? Basically, they well, that's yeah. how they wanted it to 
to pan out. They had the number, you know. They had, I mean, before Giroud started missing, and maybe that contributed to it. They can, the centre half completely had his number. Completely had his number. He's the striker. This, the, you know, Nothing you're going to get every no, layoff when you're going to get no opportunities to score. And in, in that game, he had about four. You must. Six. You must. Must. <laughs> must. The only thing we know about the Champions League is two rules of Champions League. Right? There are two rules. <laughs> These are the rules. Here we are. They're not. They're, they're not borrowed from Fight Club. <laughs> no mistakes. Take your chances. They're yep. the two rules of Champions League. You cannot make a mistake because if you make a mistake, you'll concede a goal. You must take your chances. What was the? Because was, they are few and far between. What was the? Atmosphere? If you don't, Sorry. if you do those two things, you'll go through. Sorry, Oligon. What was the atmosphere like after Alex Oxley Chamberlain scored his goal? Because was you could see. I mean, that was the pivotal. Moment. Well, what had happened what was, was the, the four minute board had just gone up. Right. And so we knew that there's a four-minute window here and we could get 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. But there seems to be no one in, on our team who thought, equally, <laughs> 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 there's a four-minute window here and we could get 1-3. Well, yeah. I, I, th- so I thought... So half of the team need to be thinking about... One two and half the team need to think about two. But what two. were they? What were they doing? Like, are they in the centre circle? Was someone there? Was Wenger shouting? Was like Wenger sat down the uh, whole Oxlade Chamber- Oxlade Chamberlain's kind of. Did he run and the- get the ball and bring no, it back? Yes, no, no, he did. It looked like oh, he did. He, he went, went off and then did he do the, the ox? He did went, David Platt. The, the ox went for the ball. Like, the ox was was pumped. You know, they wanted the equaliser. We got four minutes. It's not. It's half time. But immediately, <laughs> then this is. Because I thought it was going to be um, back to Champions League and kind of boxing clever, street tough uh, Monaco. Immediately, there was a like a really rubbish foul. I can't remember who gave it away. So you think, right, we're going to have those four really disjointed minutes. You know, like when we were 2 up against, Bar- uh, mm. against Bayern and mm. they just killed the game dead. Like, oh. almost every, like almost every other team in world football does, apart like from Barcelona us. Barcelona at, at the Etihad, which we'll us. talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, uh, tap, fall over. So it was a really kind of messy foul, um, which took time. So you think, I was just thinking, let's just get out of here with 2-1. But then yeah. Ospina did one kind of big throw out to, I think that's what, uh, to Oxley chamberlain who'd already given the ball away a couple of times. Yeah. So well, that, everyone's kind of pumped. You think, got that's the, what we do. we do. We get two in a hurry. The Ox got it caught under his feet. And, uh, I don't know. Oh, this wow. is an urgent business call for uh, Oliver Scott. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Ox got it caught under his feet and, and lost possession. But it's still 70 yards from Espina at that point. Yeah, no, it was quite far. But they brought on this streaky uh, striker who's, who's building well, a bit of a name their, for himself. And they, with the player. sole intention of doing exactly what he did, which was Arsenal likely to push up and, and there are going to be opportunities in behind. In the 93rd minute, and he got through. He got through twice. Yeah, you knew. First one, he he hit it straight off speed, and the second one, he drilled it in off the far post. I mean, he smashed that in, and ouch! And the ox was distraught. Inconsolable, yeah. Inconsolable. You'd think he'd just lost the FA Cup final in the last minute, lying on his back, and while the game's still going on, they're all going back for the kickoff. Rolling around the pitch, he went off afterwards with his shirt up over his face. And mm. he, I mean, I know he cares. Right? I was very fortunate to be invited to the screening of the Invincibles documentary, and how they ended up having to screen that immediately after that debacle made it even worse. But I went along there Monday, and some of the ex players were there, and it was a really, really great night. But um, the only in the current, the only one in the current team who turned up was, was the Ox. The Ox turned up, gets a big, big greeting, big warm greeting off Sol Campbell, you know. And he's he wants. To, they said to me. He said to me. He wants to know about it. That kid. He wants mm-hmm. to know about Arsenal. He wants because you have to think. You know, 
they were at school, you know, this was going on, <laughs> down in Southampton or wherever he grew up. He wants to know about us and he wants to know about the history of the club. He wants to be part of it. He takes it seriously. And he'd scored a fantastic goal when he came on. It was a brilliant mm, hit from the edge of the box. And then it, it broke his heart, more than any other player, I think, yeah. to be the one who lost possession and saw that kid streaking away from him oh. towards Ospina and smashing it in off the far post. Right down our side line. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely in front of us. I don't know. But it was, I mean, Stanley said this morning and we said last night, it is about the most Arsenal thing <laughs> that, could have, that could have happened, that third goal. Can, can we just got back into it. I mean, what? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a re, there's a restraint around the technical area with the coaches, the substitutes that's led by Arsene. There's a there's a in lieu of calm. What actually there is is a lack of encouragement or support. Yeah. And this kind of leave them. They're grown ups. They don't need their minds muddled. <laughs> get them get on with it. He sits there quietly. The only time he gets up is to have a go at the fourth official. It was so mm. much so that we were joking yesterday that in the next match program there'll be a pop out fourth official, and then you can have your own <laughs> Arsene Wenger fourth official rouse. Um, you know, in the kind of uh, in, a, in a Emirates Stadium puppet theatre that you can build yourself. Think about that for someone who goes on about the calm all the time. What does it look like having your if all they ever see of Arsene, that is all they ever see is him doing see that is him berating the fourth official Stevie Bold's barely ever on his feet he only stands mm. up to summon a substitute from the other end isn't of the stadium isn't that kind of counterproductive in terms when of when Monaco's to... third goal went in their whole bench went up the it, technical yeah, area must have had about so 40 people in it the manager's punching the air the coaches are punching the air all the subs have come off the seven subs as squad players physios doctors I don't know you know Prince Albert everybody <laughs> <laughs> he was in the, he was in the <laughs> was in that technical area and their whole team came over they're jumping on one another because they knew that was a massive moment in the tie and they all celebrated together and I thought wow we never you never see that with our boys sometimes you know the only time we ever see it is if one of our players comes back from a long term injury scores. scores a goal and runs, runs over, over to, to Tony Colbert right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time or if Henri scores and goes yeah. past and high fives Wenger mm. in a slightly awkward but you, you know the whole thing awkward way. the whole thing with this is like you know you, you look at Crystal Palace last week and he's and, and you look at Stoke and all that sort of those classic sort of teams and they have this hive mentality don't they where it's like they've got one purpose they've got one goal which is to play in a certain way and the man dictates that and they all do that thing and they all know exactly where they are in, in that thing they all play in the same way no matter what position they're in and I, you know treating treating these players like adults is getting us nowhere <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's the problem it's like you could imagine that it's just every, it's like if you but go you, to John Lewis everyone knows how to behave but you, like could also, you could also argue that our team plays exactly in the you know Arsene has tried to play the same way for as long as I like hive mentality. Yeah, I like that. I want to hear more about hive mentality. Well, I was about to say <laughs> that's that's why he's like, into that's, that's why he's into that's that. Why, that's why you that's why you're here. Well, you know, yeah. So I suppose I suppose what you would say is you'd say right if you've got if you set your whole team up to play in a certain way, everybody's playing for each other. So you look at Crystal Palace. It's like they've all drilled within an inch of their lives. Wherever they are on the pitch, from goalkeeper to striker, they all have one common purpose that they all basically adhere to and there'll be a set of behaviours that they inculcate with those players that's like inculcate <laughs> you know it's like this is a, this is their this is their I place an arm on you this is this is their vision you know their mission is to like right our, our, vi our vision is we are going to play this way our mission is this is how we're going to achieve those things 
Everybody knows where they are. Everyone knows what's going on. It's led by a strong manager who's got the personality to basically strike the fear of God into these people. And, you know, Arsene obviously doesn't, either doesn't have the personality to impose that will upon the players. As this is the way you're all, you're all basically going to behave. Or he hasn't got the tactics because it's, you know, when I was watching it last night and you see that goal go in and you're four minutes left and you're just like, and, you, they, and I saw um, Slade Chamberlain tear up the pitch with the ball to make the kickoff. And you're just like, no, surely there's somebody, where's the person in the team saying, no, we don't do that. You know, Wenger's told us if it's tight, you know, with one nil, one or whatever, don't play like that. They just all like headless chickens or, I mean, around. you can see Simeone coming out at that point, giving it the big, you know, the hands down, the gesture, calm down gesture. Cow kind of movement. And, and, and that, they thought they could like... get 2-2. They thought they could get 2-2 in stoppage time. Yeah, the Ox was pumped. He scored. He wanted the ball. Get it back to halfway. Let's go again. You've got to know immediately and then that there's a bigger In that danger. state, they lost possession and conceded. I mean, really embarrassing. I mean, it's like dropping your guard. Mm. Like you've, got him, you've knocked him down. He's been counted to eight. Then you go wading in and he just punches you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> One hit. Nigel Benn. Do you remember that fight? I can't remember. The opponent was an absolute nobody. Nigel Benn was on the way up. And, uh, and he's a ginger lad. <laughs> he's a white, always, always a white kid. <laughs> Sandy Linden, my boxing-loving friend, says, never, ma- never back the white man. <laughs> and he came out, and he was just throwing his gloves around, and Ben just really just looked at him. I mean, he didn't even have his guard up, and then just punched him in the face, <laughs> and turned, walked around, and sat down. <laughs> one punch! One punch! <laughs> Boom! You almost heard it. Well, that was a bit like that. Suck, suck a punch. I would have backed Steve Collins back in the day. What are we? Do- what are we going to do? How are we going to? What is? I mean, I don't even know. Everyone knows how we play. Mm. Everyone knows how to stop it or try to stop it at least. Mm. We we need a blizzard of fast passing to get through a forest of of men like that, and we couldn't. We didn't have the pace of passing, but crucially, 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 we missed all our chances. We missed all of our chances. If you, have, you haven't got an Ian Wright in there, when Welbeck plays that one over, you're no, thinking yeah. with Wrighty, that's a goal. There's nobody in there who's a lethal, lethal, ruthless, lethal striker. Theo, you have to have Theo that. Theo came in and hid... Suarez, lethal. Yeah. Theo came in and hid uh, right down where Silent Chris sits. Just, <laughs> just you know, inhabited... Theo's game ten, now seems to be solely consists of getting there. trying to make a run to beat the offside trap and someone's got to hit me with a miracle pass. Yeah. Which, at the moment, you know? because his touch isn't... Because he's still kind he's of coming no back. He's got no confidence you know, in his Riz- game. Riziki hit him with one of those against Spurs, which he should have done better with. Then... He nearly got in. He nearly got in a couple of times, but that's that's now Theo. It's now Theo nearly got in. It's not unlucky Theo anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's Theo. Theo, Theo, he nearly got in a couple of times. (laughs) And people, you know, someone tweeted me the other day going, "Some game he played, we only only had nine touches." And I was saying, we didn't need a lot of touches if if three of them are goals. I mean, Welbeck didn't do anything when he went up front either. I mean, disappeared second half. But I mean, you know, we need someone lethal. We need someone. When the chance comes, bang, it's a goal. You know, do you not, Cavani, do you not Suarez, think, but do you not Lethal, think, do you not Aguero, now, bang, then? goal. Not, it's not going to happen. Oh, bad luck. It's not going to happen now because he's bought, he's spent 30 million on strikers in the last two seasons. And Arsene Wenger is not the kind of manager who very quickly rectifies his mistakes. Sanchez has picked a bad period to go yeah, off the boil. And he was coming so deep looking for the ball. Him and Ozil. Ozil, Sanchez, Cazorla, these are grown-ups. These are proper footballers. You know, any, they could play for any team in the world. This is serious talent. 
and they're all coming deep to get the ball to try and get out of the way of this forest of Monaco. Sanchez players, is really you know. trying to play himself back in to the, I mean, to the detriment of the science because he doesn't let go of the ball, you know, because he, he obviously backs himself and he's trying to play his way out of this really dodgy yeah. patch as opposed to, you know, like when, um, uh, Wenger said to like Ramsey, just just lay it off. Get you know, get get used to the game again. You hear that quite a lot with players uh, coming back into form. Get the ball, get rid of it, get used to it again, right? Get used to playing uh, gameplay again. But Sanchez is still trying to play the same way when he was in his kind of hot streak, and nothing's well, he coming. He was coming off. too deep last night. I felt because he wants to get on the ball and get going. They all wanted the ball. You can't fault them. None of them hid. None of the top players hid. They all wanted the ball. They all wanted to show how good they are. And they just, Monaco just shut it down. But that's okay, because if your forwards take the chances when they come, you'll get through it. And if the defenders don't evacuate and leave massive gaps in your own half, you won't concede. But we did both of those things. We did everything wrong. I've got two scenarios. I'm not sure um, what's going to happen in the... In the whether we're going to go... Um, one nil up, and then Koscielny's going to bundle one in in the 64th minute. We're going to win by one gonna... goal. We're going to win by one goal over there. Yeah. But will they get... I'm not sure if get they're going to get... Get your money on that. I'm not sure. Are they going to get a breakaway in the 88th we're gonna minute win two once we've won two nil? Yeah, yeah. So we're two nil up, 87th minute, and then they get one. Is it that script? Early, or are we going to get the early goal? goal yeah. We're going to get a Koscielny fist pump, and then um, we're going to get another one in the 86th minute, and oh, then it's going to... I mean, which script is it? They were Olaying. Oh, at the Emirates. How was was Damien Damien there? Yes, he was. They hurt. It all hurt because it. uh, Someone sent me a tweet saying Highbury didn't die for this, and I (laughs) and I thought that is a t-shirt. It's on. I I I I retweeted it. We at Yellow Boots on his air Twitter feed. Highbury didn't die for this, and I thought something has never hit home so hard as that. I'm sitting in this. What is this place? You know, where is the North Bank? Where's our end? We sit um, on the other side from where we sit at the away fans every single week. They're having a party over there. Even if they're losing, they're loving it. They've got a great view. They're enjoying themselves. And our corner, fair, you know, what can what can we generate? What atmosphere can we generate? And this was a side who aren't the top level in Europe. So there was a nervousness in the crowd thinking we should win this. We know this is the draw we've dreamed of. We've been waiting two mm. months for this fixture. <laughs> And so there wasn't a pumped up, come on, Barcelona feel. You know, it was more like, oh, we should win this. What do you think? Oh, no. And then we let one in and the whole, the air went out, the balloon, the players' heads dropped, the crowd. And the crown doesn't help. Highbury helped. Highbury helped us. You know, we didn't we didn't have so many humiliations at Highbury, and and the, the Emirates doesn't help us. It's a crap hole. I can't stand it. We should have had a North Bank. We should have had a proper home end, somewhere where you could where the seats are cheap, where local people come in, where it's a proper buoyant atmosphere that's different from the rest of the ground, where it isn't just a kind of corporate sanitised. The whole thing is summer. Our bench. And the way the technical area is and the lack of fist-pumping enthusiasm and commitment to the cause leads the whole stadium. We don't have that atmosphere in our Have, ground. Haven't we been told that? We're, we, people take the mickey out of us <clears throat> for years, you know, Highbury Library <clears throat> and all this sort of thing. And we don't, uh, clubs in the south don't have the vocal support of clubs in, in the north. That's traditionally been the case. But still... Still, there's no need for that to be engineered out of the stadium completely so that you just build a theatre. Mm. We should have had a home end with cheap seats. We should be at the... F- and in that home end, we should be at the forefront for the campaign, which the Football Supports Federation now says has 96% of support from fans for safe standing. Yeah. And we could have a proper end there so that you look to them, banners, flags, noise, 
And when you know when their goalkeeper's taking the goal kick, he's terrified. Mm. So you've got something, but we sit in this sanitised arena, which costs four hundred million quid, and we watch our pampered stars <laughs> flop. And we're supposed to go home with our massively expensive season tickets and shrug our shoulders and come back for it again next year. London it gets Co- increasingly difficult. London Cohen is the same, though, isn't it? I mean, we talked about the the calm is inte- is totally intended from top to bottom. I mean, we've been told that by people um, by some of the players. It's like a yoga before. retreat. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's like a spa in Bali <laughs> up there, basically. They said to me, Parler, I had, to, I had several pints with Parler and Keown on Monday, this. and that's one of my favourite sentences that I've ever said out loud. <laughs> They're two fantastic blokes. I mean, Parler, what a great bloke. Um, he was really, really good company. He really he, deserved I know, his you know, He's he really doing a book, and he's going, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 don't, think, I don't know what stories I should put in it. I said, I said Raimundo, put them all in. Put all, all the <laughs> stories in, because we will all buy the book. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm going to say this to him, I'm going to blow smoke up his ass, but you are one of the, the most loved of all ex-Arsenal players. He told me a story about um, Igor Stepanov was on the trial match. <laughs> I wish I was wearing a wire all night, because I can't remember much of it, because I had about several pints of <laughs> some fine stout. But um, <laughs> Igor Stepanov was in the trial match, and, and uh, they're sit- he's sitting on the touchline uh, parlour with Bergkamp and a couple of the others. And Keown's there as well. And they're trying to wind up Keown because he's wind-upable, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's coming towards the end, and there's a young centre-back come in, and it's his shirt on the line, if, if this kid's good. So everything Stepanov's does, they're going, nice one, Igor! Look at that pass. Good header, son! And Bergkamp's leading it because he says he's cheeky and funny. You know, you hear this about Dennis, despite being the ice man, He's got a mischievous sense of humour. And Keown starts to bite, right? He starts to go, well, yeah, well, he missed that tackle. <laughs> <laughs> So they know they've got him on the run, so they start doing it some more. And they're having a good laugh. <laughs> anyway, a couple of weeks later or whatever, he goes up to London County and there's Igor Stepanov's in the changing room. <laughs> and he goes to him, what are you doing here? And he goes, I've got a four-year contract. <laughs> he goes, oh, shit. That's all because the boss heard Dennis Bergkamp singing his praises, which he was only doing to wind up Keown. And then we ended up with this, this player half who, frankly... Wasn't good enough. <laughs> was he it the, told several stories? Was he like the that, worst? I loved it. Who was it that he was calling out to? Which uh, Perez uh, sitting at? I stood at the bar with Ray, <laughs> Rob the chef, who's a great bloke. Who does all? He told me a story about cooking lunch in Donetsk, which was hilarious. And um, Lois Langton, who came with me, you know, from the yeah. sports association, and uh, and 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 Parla, and sitting at a table was Bobby Perez, dreamy Bobby Perez, with his stupidly beautiful wife, and, a, and another very beautiful woman that turned out to be Mrs. Jens Lehmann. And Jens Lehmann was at the bar, being tall and German and buying pints. Uh, Sal Campbell was there. Not buying pints. Lauren was there, right? <laughs> Lauren, <laughs> Lauren was there. But all the time, Parler was telling stories and telling stories and drinking lager and telling stories and being just great company. And he kept turning around and going, Robert, Robert, Robert. And the Robert would turn around, and then he wouldn't really say anything to him. He'd say, "Hey, isn't it though?" No. Like, <laughs> and Perez would go, oh, you're right. <laughs> And it was absolutely brilliant. And then Keown came over, and he was talking about, you know, wanting to be the coaching and oh, a few things about Arsene having it all locked down over there, and the other coaches and. Because I was saying, why aren't you all back there? Where's Where's Vieira? Where are mm. you? And you know, and it's a, it's an interesting thing. The managers, it's the managers' club, and mm. uh, it's the managers' cut out figure in the program. 
and it's the cult of our thing. It's interesting how and often you, you hear about when, um, the ones who do want to come back. And, you know, funny enough, the one who's, who will end up coming back will be Thierry. And there are the, and Baldi's in there. Players. He, and that's Keon, a cool Keon said that Arsene keeps saying to him, you have to sacrifice your life. This is the doubt that Arsene has, I suspect, about anyone who wants to be a coach, uh, mm. never mind a coach at the top, top level at Arsenal. Is Are they going to, as he puts it, sacrifice their life? This, yeah. this running joke that Amy Lawrence put in the paper again um, yesterday, that Arsene only knows the route from the house oh, yeah, to the training right. ground to the stadium and he's lived in London 18 years and he can't give you any advice on anywhere to go <laughs> <laughs> because he lives a monk-like devoted existence to to Arsenal and that's what he feels anyone who wants to be with him has to be like that and, and with that in mind know, with that in mind it makes it harder to to kind of st- whatever you think of him and his tactics and so on, to kind of stomach the kind of opprobrium that's that's that, that, that's around because he has given my feeling his with Arsene is Arsene has earned the right to, the to leave the club on his own terms. That's my feeling about Arsene Wenger. Mm. It's uh, it, he's earned that right in the way that Alex Ferguson did at Manchester United and Brian Clough did at Nottingham Forest. Ferguson left United as champions. And Clough didn't. And the mistake he made was he anointed the wrong successor. Yeah. Possibly. You know, but equally... Possibly. Although that, that's really... The jury's out on Moyes, actually. Because I think the players let him down and he was booed early. El because look at um, <laughs> Louis, Van Louis Van Gaal. The same sort of ses, um, record with massive spend. So yeah. Moyes plus 100 million. And no better. So the jury's, I think it's a bit unfair that Moyes is regarded as an utter failure. But mm. that aside, the other one was Clough, who didn't leave for us as champions. He left them relegated and left them a year too late. And by then, by all accounts, he was having a bit too much of the booze and, and he'd lost mm. his way a bit in the dressing room. And that was a real, real shame because it was a slightly tainted legacy. For, mm. That's not going to happen with Arsene. He's not going to leave Arsenal relegated, nowhere near it. But mm. also, I don't think he's going to leave Arsenal as champions. That's what's killing you. And if we're, with all that we've got now, I mean, I think, you know, if you get Schneider in or Condogbia or someone like that in central midfield next season, keep your fingers crossed that we don't all get injured. The other thing that was interesting that Keon was saying, and he talked to, uh, is about the training pitches. He said the training pitches are supposed to be pristine, right? They, they, and they have this uh, compound sort of part artificial, part grass, which is the same at the Emirates. Mm. So the pitches are immaculate, like a billiard table all year round. But he says they're hard. They're hard pitches. There's not a lot of give. And he thinks it contributes to, to the, the injury situation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's just little bits of insight like that that are now coming back to me through the fog of the <laughs> Last night's red wine. I, just, I remember when, when we met Keon, when we did that, um, the Q&A, when you did it a couple of years ago, mm. and he was talking about Giroud. Well, Keon talks brilliantly about the game. Yeah, he does. Um, and he was going on about Giroud and his... It was Koscielny. Was it? He was talking about, about Koscielny, squats, his starting it? position for headers. He was talking about, I mean, really technically like, about the physical position that you take to get a jump for a header so that you don't use too much energy all the time physically. It was fascinating. He was also talking about, I remember that one as well, but he was also mm. talking about Giroud and, about, and squats and not being strong enough in his side because as a centre-half, and he, and he did the pose and everything, as a centre-half, he spent most of the game crouched. Yeah. And he wasn't strong enough to... to to maintain, to maintain that position. level, yeah, for, well, for the whole game, you know, ninety minutes of, you know, pretty high intensity, um, yeah. unnatural position, and um, 
And that's why Sol Campbell was, because Sol Campbell's got the biggest arse in history. <laughs> <So> Strongest <laughs> man alive. Well, yeah. But, um, Sol's here. I was, he, he cuts an impressive figure. <laughs> Brooding. I don't think there's anyone in England who could push him out of the way. If he's in front of you in the queue... <laughs> If Idris Elba can't do the next uh, episode of Luther, the next series of Luther, then I think Sol Campbell's got a part. Oh, what a centre-back he was. At his best. He was the best. You know, even though he couldn't pass for Toffee. <laughs> and, he's, uh, yeah, and he's won the double. But it, it's, it's interesting, though, going back to what you're saying about, about um, Ferguson, because I, th- I don't know if he controlled Manchester United in the same way that Wenger controls every aspect of Arsenal. But it kind of makes sense, you know, going back to this idea of everybody thinking in the same way and having the same mentality and knowing where they sat, that when Ferguson was removed from the scenario, whichever manager's been in place, to a certain extent, things have collapsed. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Arsenal, because, you know, I, I, I know it's, you know, we're off the back of a bad defeat, but I don't think there's any doubt that we've, you know, overperformed in the, over the last 16 years or whatever it is, compared to the resources we've had, the players we've got injuries, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it... If Wenger going might make things worse. Because that's that is the great <laughs> unquantifiable, isn't it? And yeah. and now in the last two years we're in a different place to where we have been. The difference is we're not vulnerable to predators after our players, which is yeah. which is the annual case over Henri or Vieira or whoever it was. And we have quite a strong bench because we've now players will stay because the wages are good and there's big players coming in. It feels like a good place to be. Mm. So we're in a good place as a club financially, the playing staff. It's set up, the ground they cocked it up, but, you know, it, it, that's what it is. And we're in a good place to, to kick on. As, who's the right person to lead that? Who's yeah, the right person? And uh, Because we're the only person who's going to tell you that is Arsene Wenger. He's going to decide when he stays or when he goes. But uh, with all of that, like you say, now the playing field is, is more level, isn't it? It's never going to be level when you've got two billionaires. But... You also can argue that we've completely run out of excuses. And ideas. The thing is, the thing that gets me, we were talking about this beforehand, we are, our general level at the football club is exceptionally high. I mean, it is, we, we, there's too much mockery of, oh, finishing fourth again. Try it. <laughs> Try finishing top four. Have a go at it. See if you can do that. Fans from other clubs, oh, yeah, you only want to finish fourth. No, we don't want to finish fourth. We want to finish first. But it's really, really hard finishing fourth. Never mind third. Never mind second. The only teams above us are Chelsea and Manchester City. Have you any idea of the resources that have been squandered on those clubs by billionaires? Mm. I mean, it is ridiculous. You take the billionaires out of it, and there we are challenging for the title yet again, as we would have been every year for the last 10 years. It's, it's not fair, OK? It's financial <laughs> doping. Maybe we should have got Ushman off to do the same for us. I don't know. It's all ifs and buts and maybes. The ownership of the club went to Cronkier and that was the end of that. But that's our general level. The disappointment and the issue and the problem is when it comes head, when you lock horns with a rival at the same level, who comes out on top? When, the, when, the, when it's really important, when it's the Olympic final, when it's the Wimbledon final, when it's Djokovic at the other end. Those ones, the really nailed on, tough, mentally tough ones, the Djokovic's and the Federer's, Tiger Woods at his best they just flatten you you look round you see them and you think I'm going to lose I'm going to lose we don't do that to anybody we look, we look them in the eye and when it comes to a big night and they think it's Arsenal we'll be alright we, we, we just exist at this very very high level of outstanding technical ability huge resources but we don't we can't duke it out in those big games we go under and is that who and, and, and can that be his choice? <coughs> who like can stop that? Can, you know yeah, who can, can that do that? Changed? Jose Mourinho can handle that. He loves that. Mm. Well, and whether it's just front, 
out and out front, whether he's actually on the inside, just <laughs> as terrified as everybody else of losing. Mm. Pep Guardiola suspect, can do it. I suspect not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, getting uh, talk about making making uh, mince meat at the FA. Oh, that ban, reducing the ban from three games to two so, games, two games of Matic. Again, still complaining about it. Yeah, yeah. That's front. You, that's you, What about that guy, the Bayern Munich coach who was in his sixties who turned up and took them to the next level? So Pep Guardiola came in and went mm, tough act to follow. Oh, well, how can they do it? Why are these people able to just knock them onto the next level? We're there. Is it just that we bought the wrong people that we needed leaders in central midfield? You talk about Condogbia or whatever. He, I, mean, I think we can see by now that Arsenal does not want that type of midfielder. We never get them. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll get a technical ball playing, a better Arteta. We need Condogbia <laughs> or someone like that. Physically powerful with an, with an aptitude for winning the ball back. You put him in central midfield. You love a Wanyama with, as well. With Francis Coquelin. I'm not sure about Wanyama because he's got no pace. But with Francis Coquelin, who was tigerish last night and committed and impressive again and took his substitution well, sprinted off the pitch. You know, got good character that kid, and he's mm. and he started to grow into the game. He was demanding the ball off Cazorla and chipping balls out to the wings and trying to express himself. You know, I think he, he got frustrated. I think he got hooked because he almost definitely would have got a second yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking about uh, on the break, but like also that, he, he got hooked, didn't he? Because Chamberlain offers a goal threat, and that yeah. paid off. So and like, I mean, like the yellow, like, yeah, like the cause we're talking about the chances, like the yellow. By the way, that Bellerin took because that guy was going straight through the middle of the centre halves before Bellerin pulled him back. That would have been but, um, that one. I question. I thought that bloke was thinking, "Please foul me, foul me, <laughs> please foul me." I've gone a long way. I've carried, I've carried this ball a long way. Oh, he's pulled my shirt, and then he <laughs> threw himself to the ground. Oh, I, think <laughs> I was, I was, I was pretty pleased with that one. And Bellerin, because Bellerin, you know, Bellerin's the quickest on the team. We keep hearing that, but yeah, he took him, he took him out at a decent place on the yeah, pitch. It was- all we can do on this podcast is talk round and round and round, which we've done for years. <laughs> <laughs> and the only issue at our football club, the only issue is, is Arsene Wenger the right man to lead this? He's taken the club to here. Yeah. Is he the right man to kick it up to challenge in Chelsea and Manchester City? That means probably investing in a bit more nous, canny match-winning nous in the form of one or two players in central midfield and central defence, I feel. And I would, my lighter spinner but I'd like a monster keeper mm. you know I don't know Fraser Forster comes to mind but a monster goalkeeper bit uh, of an issue with Chesney and the issue I don't know there's all kinds of whispers about and they're not happy with the goalkeeping coaching at Arsenal and Chesney hasn't improved since he was 20 and one, one or two things like that which I don't like to hear because Chesney I thought got bigged up early on because he was basically he was better than Almunia <laughs> he hasn't come on in the last few years and that's a bit of a worry I think because David De Hoy is like the same sort of age and has clearly like improved yeah. exponentially over that period David De Gea yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's truly a brilliant goalkeeper isn't he De Gea I mean, Chesney will get back into the team before the end of the season I mean clearly I don't know if that's um, was always the intention maybe is there a noise in my head or is there a hoover <laughs> Thank God, it's over. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Ch- Chesney will um, Chesney will be back in the team before. I was going to say, the, I was going to say the quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, yeah. We all thought we were going to the quarterfinals. The team thought they were as well. Well, I've just booked tickets. You'll, you'll like this, Ollie. I've just, yeah. I've just booked tickets uh, to the Barbican to see Simandi. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but unfortunately, unfor- and also Bisa, they're supporting as well. But unfortunately, it's wow. the same day as the uh, semi-finals of the, the first, <laughs> first leg of the semi-final. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. Well, we're recording yeah. uh, episodes of QI on both legs of the semi-finals. We, and yesterday morning, confidence. I was going, I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they look at the fixtures? <laughs> <laughs> they do look at the fixtures. They do look at the fixtures. And they think, oh, he's no not that chance. bothered about Real Madrid against Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, they kept you free for the second they kept you free for the second round so let's talk about um, Barcelona because rumours of their demise appear to have been greatly exaggerated, <laughs> greatly exaggerated. that kit's horrible though, the it? kit was vile and I, it's right. one of the things I hate about football now is that for commercial reasons you have to wear a stupid kit instead of turning up at the Etihad in Barcelona strip it's embarrassing for them shameful actually that they carry Qatar on their shirts um, but there is the fingers of Qatar <laughs> go everywhere in football today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but that aside, their football was just stunning, really stunning. We've been talking about the Champions League since we qualified and since we got the draw, thinking you know people are saying, "Oh, I think this year, this year we could uh, come off it." As soon as it started, as <laughs> soon as it started, and I saw Barcelona take Manchester City apart in Mess- the opening half of Me- the Messi's uh, uh, still, got, still got it, hasn't Messi's he? still got it. There was oh. one moment when a ball looped up. He was standing virtually on the byline um, at Manchester City, by near Manchester City's goal, and he's thinking that ball's going out of play. But and then it dropped sort of onto the byline. No, it's impossible to control. Messi pulled it down, turned around, and suddenly is immediate threat to their goal. I mean, it was no one knows how he can do it. There's a couple of moments last night when Ozil just failed to pull a ball out of the air, and I'm and I'm watching him thinking, "You are world class," but Messi's better. <laughs> there was one moment when um when uh, Danny Welbert was trying to pull the ball out of the air and I did shout, surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> surprise me! And uh, no, 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 he, no Danny, he, he Danny pushed it. I like that. Let's, let's not talk about but it. But it was... I can't do it. I can't, it's too upsetting. It's quite, unusual, <laughs> it's quite unusual to see a player sent off against Barcelona though. So that was... Barcelona get two up. <laughs> they get two up and their games, that's enough. They're pleased with that mm. at half-time. Man City get frustrated but they have got Aguero. So they've got someone on that level. Lovely goal. Bang, goal. He gets one. He can always get one. I love him. He's fantastic, Aguero, right? He should be playing for them, really. He gets one, and then they look at one another and think, well, it's time to... uh..." I mean, you can almost see him locking up a suitcase. (laughs) Danny! (laughs) (laughs) This game's over. We're taking it. We're taking 2-1. Alves just stretches his shoulders. They get one sent off. Clichy was an idiot. Two silly tackles, but Mm. probably wouldn't be sent off against any other club. But it's Barcelona. The moment you get touched, you scream. Everyone's around the ref. He's straight back on the body talk, isn't he? I mean, imagine the hairs. (laughs) Yeah, he was. The the hairs. He's back. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, they get the red. And then the weird penalty miss at the end where the world seemed to shift on its axis as Messi missed an open goal from five yards. Yeah. But that was a masterclass. It was class. funny seeing Bakary come on, wasn't it? And be absolutely shit. <laughs> I, was, I think my fav- one of my favourite pictures, you mentioned it a couple of pods ago, is, is the, the heat, the Bakary Sanya. Bakary Sanya heat, heat map. Manchester <laughs> yeah. City near Arsenal too. That's just yeah. fantastic. And the heat map is just the blur on the bench. <laughs> well, I was thinking... <laughs> Well done, whoever did that. I was thinking about Vermaarlen though, like watching Barcelona when when Sanya came on. He's just like he's still injured, no? I think still he's injured. is he out forever? Still yeah. injured? Is that yeah. it? He's is had, his career over. Uh, here's a phrase we hear often: <laughs> he's had an injury setback. <laughs> and now it's your it's your injury setback, your yeah. problem. That was, oh, some, yeah. that was some good trolling by Wenger, though, wasn't it? To set yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you think we'll see? Do you think we'll see 
Gabrielle any quicker? I mean, Per didn't have a great... Per's his captain though, right? Did, so you, he's not did, gonna... did you go to Crystal Palace? Yeah. How did he look, Gabrielle? He only came on for the he last few minutes. Do anything. He came yeah. on for the last few minutes. Palace was great fun. Sellers Park was great. Terrible, terrible, terrible pitch, brilliant fun. We got squashed going in, we got squashed coming out, it was noisy, <laughs> we had to stand up. The bloke in front of me kept farting and <laughs> yeah. stinking out the whole Arthur Waite stand. And then the, there was an American guy behind me who said, Was that you? That's you! You did that! No, no, I didn't, mate. And if you keep speaking in that voice, someone's going to assassinate you. <laughs> and he gave a commentary throughout the match. And I went out at half time, and when I came back, he said to me, I had a word with that bloke. I said to him, <laughs> Who 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 are you working for? Then NBC is it? What? Because you seem to be commentating on on the whole game. <laughs> Shut down by Keith. But we had a nice, well, got a couple of goals and then kept them at arm's length quite well, trying to get a third. Nearly got the third, and oh, then a lovely uh, bit of Ozil, the sky came in when Özil passed to himself. That was just beautiful. Yeah, interestingly, when Özil got uh, pulled off at fifteen minutes to go, two 0 with the Champions League game on the Wednesday, seems like. A Smart move. Um, rumblings of discontent. Did you pick that up, T? Around us. Rumblings of discontent in the away support. Um, there's a sizable contingent in the away support who've had their fill of the management and um, and they like Ozil and they didn't like the substitution and that, they took the opportunity. There was a small window of opportunity to have a dig at the management and they mm. seized it and there was a bit of, uh, bit of booing and grumbling about it. And it, if, was, it was interesting to be in that because we don't go to many away games these days. If but, we yeah. had um, um, if the the if they'd hit the post with five more minutes to go, then I think then we would have had a bit more. Yeah, they nearly saved themselves. Discontent as well. Ball, that was from Balassi. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, there was, there was anger in the crowd, and uh, we're here, we're here. This is where we are now. For mm. until until Arsene Wenger decides he's going to stand down, this is how the, we're going to play, and whether he strengthens with the right player recruitment in the summer, and we're able to go to the next level. We've lost six Premier League games, some of them bad, stupid defeats. And you think we can't challenge for the title like that. You look at it, when we, we've gone on a good little run of results, we've got three points at Palace, suddenly we're in third place, and you do start looking above you. You think Chelsea are coming to our place. Man City are This, this would be a good thing, you know, the, good, the first time we beat, he beats Mourinho is this season. And then you think, oh, look, that we're 12 behind and that's because of stupid defeats and we should be challenging. That conversation sounds a lot like, no, 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 we'll go to Old, no, we'll go to Old Trafford. And <laughs> this time, we have had injury issues. We lost Giroud, we lost Urza, Walcott, you know, we lost people. Last night, though, just another little thing before we knock it on the head. I thought I would like to have Podolsky around last night because... I tell you for why, right? Mm. When when we're buzzing the ball about and we look good and we look secure, and if there's one thing he's good for, it's smashing it in the net. <laughs> Any of those chances that were bouncing around a six-yard box that got blazed over the bar, or well put one that hit Walcott didn't yeah. it, and went over the bar. I mean, rank bad luck, really. Podolsky was busting the net with it. Probably would have got him bagged himself a couple of goals. Is he playing? Time. Is he playing at the moment? Don't know. Don't follow it. Can't um, Italian football is so boring. But we've got um, what will happen? You know, the only, the, the only, the only other most Wengerish manager is coming on Sunday because we have got Martinez. Who, uh, yeah, they can't defend anymore, Everton. Up. So he should be all right. But you, you know, he's loaned out Podolsky. He's loaned out. So now you sent them all away, and when it, when it's not really working for Giroud, and he hooks him. You're looking on the bench, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Disappointed mm. not to see Sonogo at Palace. That's quite, that's 
pretty looking forward to that. Palace fans are so looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> they're not with a few of them before the game and they're looking at me and saying, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, you noticed. <laughs> Why do you have those two programmes? Oh, because, thank you for reminding me, um, the Monaco programme is because I wanted to show you yeah. Arsene, uh, the Arsene Mega cutout figure. The Stoke City programme is because I wanted to read you uh, the final word, um, but I don't even know if I've got the sense of humour to do it. Or... <laughs> in final word, which is a feature in the Match Day programme, which uh, Silent Chris tells me is available on the, the, <laughs> on the iPhone for 79p, to, um, w- written by a fan, and the fan is a 17-year-old Polish kid. Somebody did say to me, well, not the one we signed. <laughs> <laughs> no, not him. And, he, and it's... This is him talking about the FA Cup. Uh, My beloved football club showed the ability to stand up, admit failure and strive forward is a backbone of every success story. It goes without saying that thanks to this victorious attitude, Arsenal finally managed to break their inferiority syndrome by winning the FA Cup in May 2014. My elation was beyond description. (laughs) I felt as if my life was fully shaped again. And most importantly, it only confirmed my belief that it... If one never stops, success and glory are inherent elements of their future. I mean, it goes on and on and on like this. 17-year-old. 17-year-old Polish kid. It is superbly comical. (laughs) (laughs) People ask me why I put my support for the Arsenal above my mental well-being. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that one. (laughs) This is the question that we've all asked ourselves in the last 24 hours. For me, the answer has always been easy. Arsenal has made me who I am now, opened my eyes to the world, given me extreme opportunities to explore the globe, meet new people and involve in the community. Therefore, my gratitude is beyond description and I will never forget how this club has transformed my life. (laughs) And at that point, he's put in a (laughs) straitjacket and he's unable to continue typing. But uh, it, it seemed a lot funnier before. <laughs> before now, it just all seems pressing. Before the Monaco game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he says his favourite player is Tony Adams, who stopped playing before he was born. So I, mean, I don't understand it. YouTube. YouTube anyway, uh, the season continues. Um, See you on Sunday. All of the fixtures yeah. look thoroughly uninviting. <laughs> it's a good job you're off then. Um, <laughs> we can. What, what do you want to happen in the League Cup final? <coughs> Sinkhole. Think <laughs> because that would take that absolutely cozy of a stadium with <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. A massive sinkhole opens up, that would be good. Tottenham play uh, Fiorentina tonight away, and then they've got a final against Chelsea on Sunday. The yeah. lesser of the two evils is, it's is desperately is unfair. Chelsea, is Chelsea winning it? Yeah, is Chelsea yeah. winning a trophy they don't care about? Really? Mm. Did, did you see that you can get um, from the uh, from the Tottenham website, should you so wish, a party pack? They were doing they were doing party oh, packs. All that. You can get mugs, you can get banners, you could order in a party pack for you in your own living room. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't give, know if that's a symptomatic of something giving. at Tottenham or if that's just generally how shit football is now. Yeah, was that yeah <laughs> you know, back in the day I'm they wouldn't even that. have bothered trying to sell that to anyone. I'm saying that while looking at a cardboard yeah, cutout <laughs> of our manager on the Actually, table in front of you. We put so a cardboard laugh. cutout of the manager in the programme. I mean, really? (laughs) That's what we did on Champions League night. Last 16. (laughs) Before we were humiliated on our own ludicrously expensive pitch. (laughs) Ivory didn't die for this. (laughs) The whole thing's killing me. But of course, suck as we are, I'll see you on Sunday. See you on Sunday. (laughs) See you, mate.